host, Jennifer Leo, and it's March 14, 2019, as I record this. It's episode number six. I've just returned from a short overnight jaunt to a small town not far away from me called Bonners Ferry, Idaho. While there, I visited a couple of antique shops, and the feelings I got while I was in those shops inspired today's topic. But first, a bit of personal news. I'm feeling sad today because we just lost our cat, who passed away this morning. He was 19 years old, which is quite elderly for a cat, but still my husband and I are going to miss him very much. We weren't blessed with children, and while I won't even pretend that raising a cat replaces raising a child, he did fill a little bit of that nurturing instinct in our hearts. I know some of you have lost beloved pets, too, so you know what that's like. But life goes on. Also, just a brief reminder that if you're listening to this episode on its release date, you still have a day or two more to enter the drawing for one of my books, You're the Cream in My Coffee, Ain't Misbehavin', or Songbird and Other Stories. All the books are set in the 1920s, and they're very clean and wholesome stories. I think you'll love them. But if you're not much of a fiction reader yourself, they'd also make great gifts for any book-loving woman on your list, from your teenage daughter to your grandma. All I ask is that you hop on over to iTunes or Stitcher or wherever you get podcasts and leave a rating and review for A Sparkling Vintage Life. Then drop me a line at Jenny, J-E-N-N-Y, at JenniferLamontLeo.com, telling me you did so, and you'll be entered in a drawing for the books. I plan to draw the winners at random on March 15th. I'll put all the relevant links in the show notes at sparklingvintagelife.com slash podcast. Ratings and reviews are like pure gold to a fledgling podcast like this one, as they help other like-minded listeners find it, and hopefully they'll enjoy it. So do leave a review if you are enjoying this podcast. And now on to our topic, which is antique shops. I love them. I love how they smell, that musty, fusty odor. I love the hunt for just the right treasure to bring home. It's like somebody's attic or basement. And I love the memories that are sparked when I see, a, say, a set of dishes that look just like grandma's or a china shepherdess figurine like one that maybe she might have had in her house. My grandma was big on figurines. (laughs) Usually just looking at the item is enough to satisfy me, um, that nostalgic urge. I don't necessarily need to buy it and take it home with me, but at the antique store I get to visit it. I've met people, though, who detest antique shops, As one woman declared, they are filled with dead, useless things. (laughs) I don't think antiques are dead at all, nor are they useless, necessarily. But to each her own, I suppose. As I get close to 60 years old, I'm in a mode of downsizing my possessions more than I am adding clutter to my home. I'm becoming a lot more minimalist in my thinking than I used to be. But once in a while, something catches my fancy, and I do have to buy it. A few years ago, in an antique mall near my house, 
I fell in love with a, a painting. Actually, it's a print of a painting. It shows a young girl looking at a bird. She's dressed in what looks like 1920s or 30s clothing with her hair and ringlets, and she looks very much like a childhood photo of my mother. I found an image of the print online, so I'll put both it and the photo in the show notes and you can see what I'm talking about by a resemblance. Anyway, the print was a little out of my reach financially, but I liked to go to the antique mall occasionally and visit it. It always gave me joy. Well, one day I went in and it wasn't there. There was just a big empty space where it had been hanging. Well, I tell you, I almost burst into tears right there that somebody else had purchased my beloved painting. But to my great relief, as it turned out, it hadn't been sold, only moved to another location in the shop. But I figured that if I had had that strong of a reaction to the possibility of losing it, I should buy it, and so I did. It now hangs in the room where I write, and it gives me joy every time I see it. The point of this story is one of the delights I get from browsing in antique shops is just that thrill of finding the perfect thing. Even when I come away empty-handed, I feel richer for the experience of looking at so many beautiful old objects. And of course, it's great to actually buy things once in a while, when they're the right things to help support the store owner and keep the shop open for future browsing. But sometimes I feel a pang of sadness as I look at things. It's a feeling of loss, as if something precious has been lost and we can't ever get it back. It's a little hard to describe, but it's a feeling I get way down in my gut. It often happens when I look at old, sepia-toned photographs of people, knowing that this was someone's loved one at one time. Maybe the photograph had a prized possession on a wall or a piano in a home. Maybe it was given to a sweetheart or to proud parents or grandparents upon an occasion like a graduation. Maybe it's someone's wedding photo, capturing forever a a special event that no one left on this earth remembers firsthand anymore. And now it's in an antique shop among strangers. I find myself feeling sort of lonely, missing the people, even though I never knew them. I know that doesn't make a lot of sense. Another thing that makes me sad about antique shops are the inscriptions in books, say from a mother to daughter, or from one friend to another. It's sort of bittersweet. I'm charmed but saddened at the same time. I don't think people give books as gifts as often as they used to, although as an author I think of course they should be. Even when I do give someone a book that I think they'll enjoy, I tend not to inscribe it in case they want to return or exchange it. I could do a whole episode just on interesting book inscriptions I've come across. Maybe I will do that sometime. But the thing that makes me bittersweet or sad in antique stores is the sense of loss to our culture, our society of certain ways of doing things. Maybe sad isn't the right word. A better word might be wistful. I'll see things and I'll think, 
The times just aren't like that anymore. Once in a while, that's a good thing. <laughs> but sometimes the, the thing we've lost seems precious to me. I'll see a set of formal chinaware, for example, and that will lead me to think about a big family Sunday dinners people used to have. And that will make me wistful for a more gracious era when such things as china and silver mattered, and people made the time and effort for big Sunday dinners. I understand that fewer brides nowadays even choose patterns for china and glassware for their wedding gifts. They don't ask for these things as gifts anymore. Family dinners are much more casual, and even entertaining has gone the way of paper plates and cups while sitting on the floor. Our more casual lifestyles have their good points, to be sure. But at the same time, something precious has been lost that so many of us have stopped making special occasions out of meals by bringing out the china and crystal. Do you ever feel that way? I also love looking at the feminine frippery in antique shops like hats and gloves and jewelry. So many people today mock things that are dainty and feminine. They treat them as jokey or cheesy, declaring they wouldn't be caught dead wearing or using such things. When I was looking for podcasts similar to this one, I found so many that make a joke of femininity or give a derisive third finger to traditional womanhood. And so as a result, I started the podcast that I wanted to hear. You're listening to it. As I browse in antique or vintage shops, I think, why does all this gentle graciousness have to be over? Why can't we turn back the clock in certain small and thoughtful ways? We can adopt some of the calmer, gentler, slower behaviors and customs of the past, I believe they will serve us well even, or maybe especially, today. And taking home that china dinner plate or that crystal goblet or that tarnished locket might just be the first step. Do you like to browse in antique stores or vintage stores? How do they make you feel? Feel free to leave a comment at sparklingvintagelife.com slash podcast. Look for episode 6, where I'll leave the show notes. And I'll be back in a moment with today's grace note. Today's grace note is a TV series I've been binge-watching and highly recommend. It's the Amazon original series, Vanity Fair. It's beautifully done with gorgeous costumes and delightful acting. Above all, the story drives home the message of the futility of striving for things in this world that don't matter. It's a message that seems as timely these days as it did when William Makepeace Thackeray wrote it in 1848. At that time, he wrote, Vanity Fair is a very vain, wicked, foolish place full of all sorts of humbugs and falseness and pretensions. That sounds like it wouldn't be very fun to watch, but on the contrary, it's very entertaining. The main character, Becky Sharp, played masterfully by Olivia Cook, is not a heroine in the traditional sense of the word. True to the name Sharp, she's an 
amoral, scheming, social climber, conniving and brilliant and cold-hearted, in contrast to her saintly friend Amelia. I've read that Becky's character may have been Margaret Mitchell's inspiration for Scarlett O'Hara in Gone with the Wind, so that should tell you something about what she's like. Again and again, Becky Sharp and other characters must face the consequences of their rash and ill-considered behavior, but it never comes across as preachy or didactic, just good fun. Set in England against the backdrop of the Napoleonic Wars, Vanity Fair is a story full of intrigue and scandal, and yet it's not disturbingly graphic. Much is left to the viewer's imagination, thank goodness. That's such a relief nowadays, so kudos to Amazon for that. If you enjoy historical fiction and costume dramas, I highly recommend Vanity Fair. You'll find it on Amazon Prime. And that's it for today. Have a lovely week. Stay warm and tune in again next Thursday when I'll be back with another topic on a sparkling vintage life. 